You're listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. So welcome back to another episode of the Uplevel Your Online Business Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have my client, Jacqueline, here with us. Jacqueline is a health coach uh, who helps women beat the bloat um, and really heal their bodies and their minds, uh, using primarily using food as medicine. So Jacqueline, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more apart from that? Sure. Thank you so much. First of all, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for how we connected and like moving into, um, you know, business relations as well. Um, Yes, I am a holistic health coach. I do specialize in digestion. Um, I do primarily work with women and exactly what you said. We use food and self-care as their medicine to get them to feel comfortable in their body, to heal their gut, and to also specifically break free from diet culture. Uh, So many tools and tips out there are really geared around short-term wellness or short-term fixes. I focus on the long-term, so looking more at step-by-step processes to integrate into your modern lifestyle versus a one-size-fits-all diet that has an end date. Yes. And I'm also so excited for this episode because gut, like my, my gut and my gut healing journey is really what has gotten me here as well. Gotten me to this specific point in my life. I was really, really sick when I was like 16 to 18 years old. Um, and so I relate so much to everything that Jacqueline says. So I feel like this is going to be a conversation. Obviously Jacqueline is the expert. Uh, but if anyone else can relate, I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know that there's so many of us who deal with this. Um, and I feel like so many of us suffer in silence. Uh, the very first thing that I think would be super helpful for us to know is a little bit more about you, Jacqueline, and about your journey through this and how you became a holistic health coach. Sure. You might want to cap me on my minutes here. This journey is really long and guess what? It's still going. So, all right. So I'll kind of condense it, but I have been sick since I've been a child and I know I'm dating myself here, but even just to be a child of the eighties, um, there was nothing centered around holistic health. I know there were, there was places, but my parents had no access to them. It was not mainstream. So by the time I was 20, I had already had like three or four colonoscopies, which is very rare. Usually they don't even do those till you're a little older. Um, Constant chronic digestive issues, a lot of vomiting too, um, just, you know, nervousness, anxiety, um, really, really bad cystic acne that would like, you know, just be so painful would be hard to like sneeze or smile or anything like that. And um, just just really like feeling uncomfortable in my body. I just never felt like I wanted to wear clothes. I just always felt uncomfortable. Um, And then I became a hairstylist out of high school. Um, I barely graduated high school just to be, so everyone kind of understands how bad my health issues were is that I never really wanted to show up to school. I had no concentration. I had a hard time being there. Um, I was always tired. So, you know, just 
even just looking into it now, like what's going on with kids' health in this day and age, uh, it is so much food and environment related, really. So I decided to become a hairstylist around the age of 2021. I had this boss who was already very much into holistic care. And so she sent me to see uh, Dr. Ellen Khan, who is now retired, but I love her so much. And I walked in and she was just like, oh, sweetie, we have some work to do. I was like, yes, please help me. So she was the first person who helped me understand gluten-free, which is like such a big deal. Now I, I really specialize in helping women go gluten-free as it is a huge thing that relates to gut issues and fatigue, hormone imbalance, and uh, anxiety. <clears throat> so she put me on an, an elimination protocol. I you know quit sugar, alcohol, all of this stuff. And she was like, I just want you to know this is not short-term. This is something that is going to be a part of a journey, right? So I, I started trekking on this journey and learning more. And the more I learned, the more I was just fascinated with this world. So I got a lot better, but I was still pretty sick. And around the age 29, 30, I had a little bit of a flare up, a relapse. I was married at the time and um, decided that my high stress, egotistical world of hairstyling was most likely contributing to my health issues. So I quit hair, I spent a year on a healing journey, and then I went back to school to become a personal trainer and a holistic health coach. And so it was just my journey, learning, growing, becoming those certifications. And then I started Jacqueline Renee Wellness in uh, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the journey till now, you know? <laughs> right. And I, I, I feel like there's so many similarities for me. Um, you know, I was, I don't know, I guess you probably studied this in, in health coaching uh, school, but I, I'm not a health coach. I'm, I'm a certified yoga teacher, life coach, and business coach. Um, but I did go through a lot of like so many similar things. Um, and one thing that was really interesting to me that my naturopathic doctors pointed out is that I was both a C-section baby and I was not breastfed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it basically happened that my mom needed to have a C-section, which apparently just takes, you know, apparently your vaginal canal, like when you have a vaginal birth, it gives babies just like so much healthy bacteria. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was really, really sick of, as a baby. We had, my, my parents had to keep me at the hospital, I think for like a week. Um, and then during that week, because I was also born in the eighties and there was just no research back then about breast milk and things like that. My mom couldn't feed me. And so her milk dried up. And so then I was, I think I was put first on soy. And then I, they found out I had a soy allergy and like, it was just so much of it started there. And I think a lot of us just don't realize that because there's just not enough information out there about all of these things. Right. And Throughout my childhood, I mean, I don't really remember my digestive issues that much, um, probably because I didn't really care as a child, right? Like I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to eat my milk and cookies, all of that kind of stuff. And oh once I, <laughs> right, cookies, <laughs> milk and cookies was like life for me. I was obsessed. I always had them like every night and I didn't understand why I had stomach aches all the time, but I didn't care. Right. Um, and then when I, when I turned 16, there was like a lot of family drama that I was going through and I started to develop a lot of anxiety. And then from the anxiety, I literally every single morning, I just wanted to throw up mm -hmm. before I went to school and I couldn't eat anything. So by the time I was like 17, I just almost stopped eating because everything I ate just made my stomach hurt. 
everything. And so I went through a phase where like I dropped weight and no idea what was going on. I went to my doctors about it and it was like, well, you know, like eliminate foods, but she didn't really know how to help me eliminate foods, create a food diary and things like that. And I ended up going to university. I got on proton pump inhibitors uh, because they wanted to regulate my stomach acid and those worked, right? Like I felt like it was a huge high at one point in time. And I was like, yes, I, like for the first time that I can remember, I do not have digestive issues anymore. Like this is incredible. And then I realized that one, I was going to have to take those forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was not something that I really wanted to do. Um, and two, they were actually causing me, um, constipation. And so all of a sudden I went from like being like a really, really, um, fast paced person in terms of digestion to like, like slowing things completely down. And I didn't like that either. It was like, it was something that was so, it just didn't, it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel comfortable. I felt bloated. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I, ended up getting a lot of, um, over antibiotic use in my twenties, which made me completely break out in my forehead. And I remember the first time when I went to a naturopath and it was my friend who was like, Oh, I, well, I went to a naturopathic doctor. Right. And because she had cystic acne that was all over her cheeks and it like, she it's eliminated, like she doesn't have it anymore. And she, she was just like, you should totally go see a doctor. So I went to go see a doctor. I was thinking I was seeing a doctor about my forehead acne because it was just like, it was the shallow aspect of me that wanted to create change. Mm-hmm. And as I went through that journey, they were like, okay, well, let's talk about, you know, do you suffer from anxiety or depression? I was like, yeah, I think I'm a pretty anxious person. And then they were like, okay, well, how's your digestion? And I'm like, pretty bad. It's always been really, really bad. And what I didn't realize was that like everything was so holistic. And so when we started healing all of the other aspects of me and when they were like, you should really do meditation. You know, do you know yoga? And I was like, yeah, I've been doing yoga since I was 17, but like not consistently. When I started doing it consistently, it's like all of a sudden everything changed. Mm -hmm. And then I was completely like, like my brain completely opened up to this new world of, oh, Hey, I can actually feel myself through food. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful gift to be able to realize that like everything that you've been suffering from your entire life is something that you can totally step out of. And, and even by stepping out of that, you become a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's beautiful. It was a really, really nice. Of, of course, it's also a messy experience, um, but it's, it's so needed and your work is so needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about the work that you have done with your clients and the types of problems and symptoms that your clients have come to you with. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before I get into that really quick, I just want to say like, look at how our journeys, how like they're not exactly the same, right? Look at where both of our problems with anxiety started in our teens, like where it started to get bad and uncomfortable and like hormones come in things start shifting. And that's where the brain gut connection really can fall short where, you know, the digestive issues that you're experiencing as a child meets your, your hormones at puberty or like, you know, coming into 14, 15, 16, a woman, I'm sure our periods both started around this, you know, within that range as well too. And you put those in combination coupled with, you know, high school drama and all that stuff. And it really creates a perfect storm for a a woman to really start like having this uh, like 
roller coaster lifestyle into just what's going on terrible on the inside, right? And so we see it on the outside, um, red skin, psoriasis, eczema, uh, cystic acne, you know, maybe dark circles under the eyes, but it's all really from the inside, which is where holistic care comes in. And, you know, so in relation to my business, it's the biggest symptoms that people come to me for are bloating and then constipation slash diarrhea, either one or switching back and forth and anxiety. Those are the top things. So everything I do is very much centered around this brain gut connection, this exact thing that we're talking about that once we were like, oh, well, let me connect the mental to the physical. Let me improve my diet and improve my mental health via yoga, meditation, present, you know, being more in the present. That's when the healing journey really started. So that's what I do a lot for my clients is we have to connect the mental to the physical. It's not just take this supplement, eat this diet. It's what are you feeling when you eat these things? It's um, maybe this supplement will offer you some help in the meantime, but I want you to understand what's happening in your body so it gets you there. Or these foods soothe anxiety, these increase anxiety. It's so much centered around getting in tune with your body when you truly, truly are on your healing journey that a lot of people run from it <laughs> because you have to do the mental work too. But um, once they, you know, I've had many clients quit my program and come back to in their self-realization of their healing journey where it's like, okay, this is too heavy for me now. But then when they come to it on their own, they come back, they realize, okay, this is very much needed or I'm not going to get to the place I want to get, you know? And let, let's talk about that too. I think it's so interesting. Like that place that you want to get to, I can guarantee you that if I did not, first off, this healing journey that I went through has gotten me into entrepreneurship and, and creating a life that I love. Right. Because right. that's, one of my therapists always used to tell me your anxiety is trying to tell you something. So your anxiety is your guide. It's not a bad thing. It's trying to tell you what you really want. And once I started to listen to my, my anxiety in that sense, that's when things really started to shift and change for me. And, you know, it was like a full circle thing where it's just like, Hey, now I'm actually doing what I really, really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, even in terms of like gut health, um, I remember when I was like 18 years old and I would just curl up in a ball in pain, like two or three times a day, mm -hmm. because that's, that's how bad it was. Right. Mm -hmm. And could I imagine curling up into a ball two to three times a day, every single day now, like I wouldn't get my work done. Right. Like my energy levels would be so much lower. Mm -hmm. And like, there's also one thing that I love about this and one, one thing that I love about health coaching and really treating the body holistically is that it also sets you up for optimal performance in your own life. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you have the energy to be your best self, making sure that you are taking into account your emotions so that you are waking up in the morning and you are feeling good. And when you're feeling good in the morning, you're going to create different actions because you have different thoughts than you would if you wake up and you feel lousy. So everything is so interconnected. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And just with that note too, I, it, you know, I know how much I struggled. Do you know how much you struggled when, when you're in the depths of that, like I've described in a couple of my podcasts, like this rock bottom, I hit where I was sitting at the sitting at the base of my closet and I was supposed to go to my friend's house. And I was just, all I had to do was put a t-shirt and jeans on like any t-shirt and jeans or sweatpants. Like it didn't even matter. We're just going to her house. There was going to be like three people there and all women. And I couldn't 
move. Like I couldn't put clothes on. And I had to like call my ex-husband at the time and he had to come like, get me, you know? And I'm like, and you know, sort of laughing about it now, but you know, at the time you're thinking my whole world is over. Like you just think there's nothing. And the thing about why I show up every day and why I do what I do is I know there are still so many women having that same experience. And some of them have businesses and kids, you know, back then I was just married and, you know, no kids, you know, not a lot of responsibility. And I can't imagine if it was happening. And I know they're just like basically making it through the day with coffee and sugar and other things that help get them through. And it, it honestly hurts my heart because I know what it feels like to be at the base of the closet thinking my life is over and I can't do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, it's so true. And I think when you're in the thick of it, you almost feel, I didn't think that there was a way out. I, when my friend was like, oh yeah, you know, I went to a naturopathic doctor to heal my acne. I was like, does that actually work? I'm like, not convinced, not (laughs) total skeptic Yeah, because I, you know, I, I took the pills, right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't come from a family that's like very spiritually oriented or like very healing oriented either. Right. It's just like, you take your pill and you move on with your day. And, but being on the other side of all of that, it, it just feels really incredible. And so I think another thing I, I think would be really helpful for our audience here is to talk a little bit about those daily shifts, because let me put in a caveat here. It is by far, not just about those daily shifts. I know that for me, it wasn't just like quit these things and you're going to be great. It's every individual is different, but tell us a little bit about what you used to eat versus what you would not eat now. (laughs) It's really funny that you should say that because I just was talking about this the other day because my client had a backslide and that ultimately happens. And I still have them, you know, I'm 38 years old. I'm a holistic health coach and I'm all this praise healthy, whatever. And you know what? Sometimes I go to my cousin's house and I snack out or whatever. Like I get in these, you know, we all get in these things, but the goal is to have a way out or what to do next or stuff like that. And so, you know, back then I thought, okay, well, there wasn't any access to like thrive market, gluten-free foods or, you know, whole foods or whatever, however, you know, farmer's markets. So my idea of gluten-free was going through McDonald's drive-through and not getting the bun on a double cheeseburger. So (laughs) two nasty meat patties with two terrible pieces of cheese and everything that's on it. No problem. I'll just eat it with a fork. I don't need the bun. It's but so interesting. I used to work at McDonald's when I was 16. Same. Oh we have the same journey. It's so crazy. I, I know, right? <laughs> and I kid you not, I think you, I think we had like 50% off, right? As, as employees or something like that. So of course on your break, you'd always get McDonald's food. I mean, like who wouldn't, right? I could not eat any of the food. Like 15 minutes later, it was just, it was a disaster for me. And I had no idea why I'm just like, this is just a burger patty and, you know, like processed cheese yeah. or whatever, but clearly there was a lot going on in that food that yeah. my stomach was just like, we are not having this. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Same for me too. Uh, although that you're, you were better for it. Cause it didn't stop me from doing it. <laughs> you know, I didn't know any better. But yeah, I mean, just to elaborate, like Count Chocula and Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, 
Um, you know, we would have Burger King or McDonald's nice pizza. We ate a lot of Stouffer's stuff, like Stouffer's meals. And I'm thinking like we heated this up in plastic with plastic over it. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Like the food wasn't even the bad part. The bad part was heating plastic up on your food um, and TV dinners. And like, so right after high school, I got really into weightlifting and, you know, weightlifting, like if you get into that world, it's all about like chicken and brown rice and broccoli. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really eating it organic, but at least I wasn't eating fast food that much anymore. And I was like, you know, focusing more on a diet food. I was focusing on diet food, like salads and the same thing over and over smoothies, that kind of stuff. Or even just then they were shakes. There was no like build a beautiful smoothie. It was just like your whey protein. Even in those shakes, I mean, like, let's talk about that protein powder too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. for Gatorade, my, my stomach could not stand Gatorade for the longest time. And and these are just things that you don't even think about, right? Because you're like, no, these things are quote unquote healthy yeah, at the time. Athletes endorse them. <laughs> right. Like, athletes are still endorsing Gatorade and there's 14 grams of synthetic corn, high fructose corn syrup in it. How is that supposed to help you? You know, like, yeah, if you're burning 3000 calories a day as an athlete, but not if you're just hanging out at home, you know? So it's crazy how food, how the food industry has really like shaped what our health, you know, and wellness has done today. Um, Yes. I feel like I keep on cutting you off. (laughs) You're fine. It's your podcast, girl. (laughs) But I will also say a caveat because I feel like this is also really helpful. Um, After I healed my gut. Yeah. I can tolerate those foods a lot more. So if I were to go to McDonald's today and have a Big Mac, I probably would feel better than I was at that time because I had it like it my my, I was just had such a crazy flare up because I had no idea that it was a flare up. Anything I put into my stomach would feel really bad. But if today I have Gatorade, I could probably be okay. Like I wouldn't Hopefully, I don't, I don't know how long it's been since I've had Gatorade, but for the <laughs> most part, I'm not curled up on my bed anymore. Yeah. And so if I do have one or two of these things, it's, yeah. it's okay. Uh, so I think that's kind of helpful because when you're in the thick of it, it's just like, you feel like everything always hurts and you're like, okay, I'm never going to be able to eat any of these things ever again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your experience has been, but for me, it's once I healed my gut, it's like, okay, I can introduce these things sparingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely think people feel that and see that, you know, whatever the changes, I think I could probably tolerate them a lot better. Um, However, you know, this is uh, probably a segue into talking more about what else is going on, but I still have some elements that I need to heal in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as I'm working through my healing journey, I'm, I'm always like, okay, how good do I feel today? I'm connected to my body. Well, in the past couple of years, there's been some new and residual health issues that have come up, even though I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, alcohol-free, like you know, first one at the farmer's market in line, organic, all of that stuff. Also dealing with the mental stuff as well, you know, just trying to figure out what's still residual um, health issues for me. But I definitely think I could, you know, it wouldn't be so disastrous 100%, you know, like if, if I think, and that's the thing to learn is like, what people will say in their healing journey is, okay, well, this is really hard. And I'm like, well, remember that everything is temporary. And if you want to feel better, it's something you have to do in the meantime, but it doesn't always mean that that's how you're going to have to be forever, which Mm -hmm. is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying for you, it was gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, 
um, was is spicy food another issue? I don't have an issue with spicy food. As okay. long as it's gluten-free spicy food, I've never had an issue. In fact, like I, for some reason, my body likes spicy. Um, but I think that's another element of, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever read into or learned more about Ayurveda. Um, you know, Ayurveda is, you know, the concept of it's ancient Indian medicine, the concept of go eating foods off your dosha and high pitta people that are fire have a really big problem with spicy foods for their digestion because they're already fiery. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm more vata kapha, So spicy foods tend to ground me and make me feel really good. So I think that it can be, it's different for everyone which is very important because that's exactly how I deal with everything on a client basis. Like, and same for you with business, right? Like you don't have a one size fits all program. You have ideas and concepts that work, but then I need to know more about your health history. I need to know more about your goals. And then it's like, can you have spicy food? Can you have gluten? Can you have caffeine? Can you have this? Can you have that? And it, like, then we build a program for you that's very much centered around what you need and not just like some 21 day fix that you can't figure out what's going on, you know? Exactly. I love that. I love that. I remember I've done the elimination diets before and gluten never seemed to like do anything. If you yeah. like take it out, put it in, I was like, it's fine, which is great. I mean, there's hidden gluten in everything. I had a friend in my master's degree who was gluten-free and like, I'm pretty sure we, we went out to an Italian restaurant. She had a salad, but because the salad dressing had gluten in it, she had a complete reaction to it. And so there's, there's so much, right. But tell us what like a typical day is for you in terms of what you eat, how, how you wake up, all of that kind of stuff. And like how you designed that for yourself, mm -hmm. let's say. Yeah. Well, owning your own business, well, you know, it can be amazing and also very overwhelming at the same time. But once you really stay present and get to where you need to be with it, it's I, I could not go back to working for somebody else. Like I really, really enjoy making my own schedule. And even so much is like, I think I saw your post one day, you're like, oh, building my life and get to take an, a bubble bath at two o'clock in the middle of the day. You know, you had a break which those things are so important. Like I need those breaks sometimes. Like if I have an hour free in the day and I can just throw on my tennis shoes and get outside in the sun and go for a walk, that's so healing for me. Like those are things that are really needed. So in, in what it really looks like in, in a day for me is, is more geared towards what it is when I wake up, but I spend an hour, um, in the morning when I wake up with no technology. So it's whatever I choose to do. Um, I'll go outside and do some grounding with some hot tea, do a little meditation, grab my dog, take her for a walk, um, stretch a little bit. Even sometimes I'll stretch it like an hour and a half if I feel like I need more. And I center my wake up time around the fact that I need that. So if I need an hour and a half, but my morning starts at nine, then I know I need to wake up at a certain time to make sure I get that. And if I don't, I end up anxious. Like, honestly, I really do. And I think a lot of people do because when we get up and go and we expose ourselves to blue light and we are worried about what the next thing is, um, it triggers that fight or flight response and we don't get a chance to really ground us ourselves before we start. So I typically will have that little bit of peace in the morning there, like, you know, the walk and the stretching and stuff. Um, I will hit a yoga class or do some stretching, um, eat breakfast, start to get ready. 
And then I get on for Zoom calls with my clients or I'm catching up on my never ending to-do list or you know, writing my podcast or writing weekly email newsletters, whatever it is that I'm sort of doing that day based off the beautiful weekly schedule that Sarah helps me build for my business. Um, you know, lunch, I always mark off in at least an hour, at least, you know, I don't have to leave and go somewhere, but I do love having that time to eat mindfully, sit out in the backyard, get more vitamin D, maybe go for another walk or meditate more, whatever I kind of need to do to catch up, go back in and work in another chunk, three, four hour chunk. I'm sure that's kind of how you do it too. Um, and then, you know, when I'm done, it's, it's all about, um, being in the kitchen for me. So, you know, if I got to run to the grocery store or cooking dinner, prepping food for the week, definitely another walk at night. Um, I love journaling and, um, you know, reading and stuff. So I always try to introduce that in the day too. So yeah, just trying to, you know, you don't have to do everything, but to consistently have rituals and do something can be just literally life-changing for anxiety and, and uh, any type of digestive hormone issues. And what I, what I love about this too, is that, I mean, all of us would benefit from this, even people who do not have like a lot of illnesses, right? Mm -hmm. This is like the optimal way for pretty much all of us to live. Uh, but the, those of us who struggle with anxiety, who struggle with, you know, digestive issues, who struggle with auto, autoimmune diseases is it's even more so because if you're not doing this, mm -hmm. uh, you, your body will tell you your body will tell you, okay, I'm off balance. Right. And it's, it's a little bit harder for us, but at the same time, I, it always has been a blessing in disguise for me because I, I, you know, it's, it's always a reminder, like, you, you know, you have to calm down. You have to live in the present moment. You have to watch what you're eating. And a lot of people think it's kind of crazy. I'm not sure if, if you're the same way, but I can't handle caffeine. So I literally in the morning, I drink water. That's right. the only thing I drink. Right. Then I have my morning smoothie and I had, you know, if I steer off of that, even a little bit, like if I spent just spend a week eating and doing things the way that most other people do them, I, my entire system is completely out of whack. And yeah. sometimes you don't realize just how helpful it is for you because you're stuck in that routine. But at the same time, once you're in the routine, it almost becomes, it's common sense, right? I wake up, I drink my water. I go to the gym, I come back, I have my smoothie, I have my vegan protein powder. And then, you know, like, then I have a middle of the day snack or like before lunch, I have a snack. Then I have my lunch. Um, I don't drink alcohol either. Like, I cannot. like maybe like one or two drinks maximum, but two drinks is already like yeah. already pushing it for my body versus I remember when I was in my early twenties, I was just like, I was drinking like a tank. Yeah. And I would just, you know, like pop Pepto-Bismol or whatever I needed to do so that I can just like carry on with my day. But it was so toxic, right? So toxic. So incredibly toxic. Yeah. And it, it feels good to have the schedule and to be like, hey, yes, I am going to spend an hour for lunch. Why? Because that really helps me create that nice wiggle room in my schedule where I'm having three hours in the morning to work. I have my lunch and then I have about three hours in the afternoon. And to me, it's, that's the optimal schedule to achieve optimal health, to achieve the highest performance you can as a human being as well. Um, and for those of us who suffer, it, it, like, it becomes this really, really beautiful blessing of making sure that you're also taking care of yourself at the same time. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I really do think, okay, so like, you know, basically I, it sounds like we're on the same schedule, which is working about six hours a day, you know, four or five days a week. And we get tons of work done. I feel way more productive than I've ever been. I feel like my numbers are higher than they, you know, than they've ever been, you know, that on the business end. And I'm way happier versus, you know, when I was a hairstylist, I was actually working three or four days, but more like eight hour days. And I was miserable. I had, you know, I would literally skip lunch. I had no daily rituals. I was just, you know, popping the Pepto and struggling. Um, and so I really do feel like there's a lot of people entering into this alternative lifestyle of working from home, working for yourself, taking care of self, because honestly, that's really why we were put on the planet. When you look back at how life truly was, like when everyone in the neighborhood, all the women in the neighborhood were on their period, they all got together, they all cooked together, they took care of each other's children, you know, and you know, the men band together to, you know, make sure there was food and everything was about like no hustle at all. It was about really like just enjoying life and then working for what they needed, you know? So there has to be a shift and I promise I won't get like um, political or anything world right now, but like this, everything that's happening is calling for a shift. That's the ultimate underlying message. And in, you're either answering to the shift or you're not, and you're affected if you're not, and you're moving forward if you are, you know, going into the shift. So that's what's why it's so important to really look at your day and what's going on in your life now, because if you want to prevent disease, if you want to live a long, healthy life and not struggle through the day, ultimately you have to take a look at how you are moving through your day, you know, what you're doing in the morning, afternoon, and night every day. And I think you just really hit the nail on the head too, because you're, you're more productive now than you were when you were working eight hour days. Yeah. Right? You're more productive now that you are eating in a different way. Now that you are scheduling your day differently and you're actually making more money. Yeah. And that that's, that's what I preach. I mean, like, that's what I'm all about in terms of the way that I help my clients in the in terms of the way that I, you know, I, I set up my business and I set up my marketing because this has also been the same for me. When you take care of yourself first, and of course, you still have to put a little bit of the hustle in. We both know that, right? It's not, mm -hmm. I was just talking to some business friends about this too, about how some people are just like, oh, everything's supposed to be light and airy all the time. And it's not supposed to be hard. No, <laughs> you need to put in the work, <laughs> right? But when you put in the work for yourself, it's 10 times more rewarding when you put in the work for somebody else, <laughs> in my experience anyway. Think about your creativity when you feel so much more energetic, when you feel like you have a full cup. You mm -hmm. like, There's the whole idea of the whole, whole notion of Einstein time, mm -hmm. right? Your Einstein time is like, you can do a task that would take you three hours to do if you're feeling lethargic, if you're feeling really burnt out, if you're not inspired, that one task is going to take you like half an hour. Right. And you make sure that you, you yourself are fulfilled and you fill your own cup. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And so you're doing the same amount of work. You're just taking less time in terms of the, the hustle time and, and, and you're, you're treating yourself great in, in, you know, in the long term. And who doesn't want that? I think at the end of the day, all of us are in businesses and all of us are working towards something so that we can feel fulfilled and feel happy mm -hmm. but we need to also we need to feel fulfilled and happy during like on the journey as well it's not just the goal the path is yeah. the goal 
Yeah. Every day. Like, how can I feel fulfilled? And what was the other word you said? Fulfilled and happy. Like today, you know, not in the future or all of this stuff. Like once we start to really focus on the day at hand, like, okay, you know, I have some clients today. I'm doing this podcast interview. What else am I doing to really fill my joy today? You know, am I going to get outside for a walk? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? So I am happy today. It makes me happy three months from now and four months from now, instead of focusing on the future. Right. Yeah. And so what would you say to someone who's listening to this episode right now? And who's just like, Ooh, they seem to have a lot of the issues that I am having look into this? Should I look into my healing journey? What would you say to them? Or who are the people who you usually work with? Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, wow, this sounds a lot like me, or I've been struggling, I would say first, do not put off your healing journey. Um, because, you know, just as uh, Sarah helps people step-by-step through business and doesn't make it overwhelming, it's the same thing that I do for clients too in nutrition. Because most people think like, oh, I'm not ready to start with you because it's not the perfect time. The perfect time is never going to happen. The perfect time is not tomorrow. And actually, if things are really, if you're really struggling, that's the perfect time because so like, reaching out and taking a hand and, and you know, and having help to pull you through it. I still have coaches, coaches have coaches, right? You have a coach. I have like five different coaches for different things. Um, and having that help, having that community and that resource to pull from is so helpful when it's, when you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious. So, you know, take the first step is the first thing. And the second part of it is knowing that you deserve this. Like you definitely don't deserve to feel the way that Sarah and I felt for as long as we felt that for. We just didn't know the time was different. We didn't have the access to it. Well, guess what? The access is here now. There are millions of coaches for every single different little thing. And if it's not me as a coach or Sarah as a coach, we have a lot of others that we can offer too, because we just want you to feel good. And we just want you to get the help you need. So take that first step and believe and know that you can deserve it along the way. Right. You deserve to, to feel healthy, happy, wealthy, all of the things. And if I had like a dollar for every person who's just like, it's not the right time for any specific thing. It's insane how much we hold off on our own happiness and our own worthiness. Mm -hmm. And it could look that way in terms of business. Like there's so many people who have so many different excuses as to like why they can't pick up their business at this specific time, but it's also the same with health. Right. And I could have given myself all those excuses. You could have been given yourself all those excuses, Mm -hmm. but really those excuses to me, they're almost like a form of self-punishment and a form of like, you don't actually deserve this right now. Like, no, we, we can't focus on ourselves. We can't focus on our happiness and we, we could get into this. This could be like, it's an, it's, it's a whole podcast, podcast right? <laughs> um, but it's because of the way that we've been conditioned it's because of the way that our parents have raised us. It's because of the way, you know, that intergenerational poverty and trauma and things like that have, have worked their way into our own lives. But when we st- finally start to take a stance for ourselves and when we can actually say, I just really want to be happy and healthy and mm-hmm. fulfilled and take the action based on that, that's when you become happy, healthy, and fulfilled, because then you're taking that decision. You're making that decision based on who does it you want to become versus all of the different reasons why um, you've been stuck in the same place. 
100%. And, you know, I, I think I said this in your Facebook group, but in, in not even to kind of boast this as like a get rich quick scheme, but I couldn't afford Sarah when I started working with her. I opened a credit card to put it on a credit card. And then within three months, I had doubled my income. So of course, it was really simple for me to pay off that card. And I thought all the things like it's not the right time. Am I investing money, blah, 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 all this stuff. But I was like, if I don't do something different, I'm going to be stuck at the same income forever. And I don't have anything else to fall back on. So I have to move forward and I'm going to do it right now. now <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah. even look at your story and everything that we've been talking about, you managed to do that and still be able to be in your healing journey, right? Still yeah. be in yeah. time. Um, and yeah, that's something that we worked on as well. But I mean, that in and of itself is just, I think a lot of women are also afraid of the success that comes along with business or that comes along with taking the next step because they're like, oh, but I'm going to be burnt out. And if I'm burnt out, then this and this and this is going to happen. So then it becomes a fear of success. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to be like that. And I think that you are such a testament to that because here you are, you have an incredible business. You've, you've grown so much monetarily, but also like in so many other areas mm -hmm. and you're still taking Luna for a walk in the afternoon, right? Like you're still getting up and doing your meditation. You're still traveling when you want to travel. And so, I mean, everyone who's listening and, and hearing this, you know, this is possible. Jacqueline did it. I did it. If you want to heal your gut, you know, um, Jacqueline has a lot of really amazing resources. I love her Instagram. She's like constantly on reels. She's mm -hmm. a really good dancer too. Um, and she can be there for you or, you know, like the person that you need and the person that you resonate with is going to be there for you as well. You just need to take the first step. Yep. Absolutely. Taking the first step. It's the hardest part, but the best part. <laughs> and so where, where can our people find you? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Obviously Instagram is like a really easy source for you guys to get on. It's at Jacqueline Renee wellness on Instagram. Um, I, my podcast is also called a gut feeling with Jacqueline Renee, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube as well. Let's spell out Jacqueline Renee. Just yep. so it's going to be in the show notes in on the podcast page and my website anyways, but let's just spell out for anyone who wants to look at you up right now. Yeah. So it's J A C L Y N. R-E-N-E-E. -E. And then wellness, Jacqueline Renee Wellness is the name of my uh, company. So that's JacquelineReneeWellness.com. You can go to a gut feeling with Jacqueline Renee on podcast to learn a lot about gut health and getting out of your own way and breaking diet culture. Or you can head over to my Instagram. And um, also I'm on Facebook as well. Just search Jacqueline Renee Wellness. Perfect. All right. Well, I could talk to you forever, yeah. but um, <laughs> we're, you know, this is like a, a, a goodbye for now. Uh, but thank you so, so much for, for being here um, yeah. and joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.